Hey guys, Future Lee checking in here. I wanted to put a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode to say that some of the views on gender and masculinity expressed in this episode may be problematic. Um, neither Nuri nor I are experts in gender studies, and we fully acknowledge that. You know, we don't take ourselves too seriously, and you shouldn't take us seriously either. Our podcast is meant for entertainment, and uh, we hope you enjoy it. So, here's the episode. If you like the way you look at much, oh baby, you should go and love yourself. And if you think that I'm still holding on to something, welcome to Why Will You Love Yourself, love a podcast where we contemplate and question each other's life choices, like our taste in men, who we stand, who we befriend, and whether or not Ariana Grande's whistle note was real or pre-recorded. <laughs> I've watched so many videos about the VMAs, and I know for a fact they weren't lip-syncing. Gaga's mask, you know how the 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 thing moves around it moves when she talks or sings so like she can't not be singing or else the thing wouldn't be moving yeah you're so sure she purposely wore that to prove to people that she was singing i don't think that's how it works what do you mean she's 100% lip syncing you little monsters come at me (laughs) don't come after gaga she she's the top she's the what she won the most awards at the VMA. Yeah, like those awards mean anything. Oh, I won a fucking VMA. Well, you only say that because Christina's <laughs> never won any major VMAs. She's won video of the year, but I don't think it matters. It really doesn't matter. Okay, but she just has awards, okay? Gaga has more awards than Christina, and you're just upset about that. I am not upset about it at all. It literally makes no difference to me who has more awards. Okay. Well, she wasn't lip syncing. That's all I want to say. And we'll agree to disagree. Oh, I'm Lee. Hey, and I'm Brad, dude. Um, I'm filling in for Nuri today. Nice Can to meet you. we just take a moment to address the fact that people can't tell who's who on the podcast because apparently our voices sound very similar. But dude, now they can tell us apart because I'm Brad and you're Lee. Right, bro? <laughs> Why are you talking like that, Nuri? Because, you know, I'm a dude, man. Okay. <laughs> Stop with that. Bro, what do you mean stop? This is my natural talking voice. <laughs> I hate it. I really, I hate it. I don't even know how to respond to you. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what's hip and happening right now? What's happening? That stupid Blackpink song. So to be fair, I was I, I had more excitement for how you like that because that just came af- right after Sour Candy, right? So Sour Candy really captured my interest for Blackpink as a group. Mm-hmm. So I started playing Sour Candy at work. I started playing How You Like That and Do uh, Do 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 and Kill This Love. And I'm like, okay, this is all kind of a bop. And then like, oh, we're going to release a new song. Guess who it's with? And everyone thought, oh, Ariana Grande. It's going to be Ariana Grande. But no. I mean, she has more Instagram followers than Ariana Grande. Does Selena? that mean anything? I think Selena Gomez has the most Instagram followers of all the pop stars or of anyone actually of anyone i think she's number there's one. there's no way i'm pretty sure you should double check who, who cares about selena gomez it's like oh my God, 191 million uh-huh oh shit gaga's 43 oh i didn't know does, people cared about selena gomez that much. does this mean that selena gomez is better than gaga oh you know what ariana has been followers 
Ariana has more than Gaga. Okay. Ariana has more than Selena too. Does she actually? Yeah, two hundred. Oh wow! All right. Yeah, all really important things. Instagram followers. You know how much we care about our Instagram followers. Why? Why <laughs> you care about how many, how many Instagram followers? You how many hours did you spend trying to get us more Instagram followers? I did this because you kept telling me that I wasn't doing enough, that I was in charge of the Instagram, that I had to do all this stuff. So I stepped it up and I got us some <laughs> followers. And now you're giving me shit for trying to I'm help us get followers. Shit, I'm just. Well, don't say it like that. Then I'm, I appreciate what you are doing for the podcast. This yeah. podcast can't exist without you. But you know what? Me doing all that mass following and Instagram stuff got us a special DM. Well, two DMs. <laughs> well, a lot of DMs, but like due to me reaching out to people and following people and all that stuff, we got our very first thick video. <laughs> oh, wait, we're not supposed to laugh at that. I, I'm not laughing. You're laughing. I know. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to laugh at that. I, uh, thank you for, for the bleep, bleep, video. Bleep, bleep. I unfortunately didn't have the honor uh, or the privilege of, of, of watching said video. It came in. And Nuri, it's like when he swooped in, snatched it right up. He opened it, and then I didn't get a chance to see it. So uh, I, I I hear that it was quite um, an eyeful. No, most of it was censored. Oh, it was mostly censored. It was like ninety three point two percent censored. Oh. From now on, if you do want to send us a dick pic, please go ahead. <laughs> now that we one has happened, we can open the floodgates. Here's the thing: is that I think because of how much sex talk and orgy talk there was in the last episode, I got a, I got a lot of flack actually for, for being too much of a prude. And I just want to say to everyone calling me a prude, there's, there's no shaming just because I don't want to have sex with a group of people, a group of friends doesn't mean I'm a prude. Okay. But you are the most prudish person I know in that group. Wait, what? What do you mean? I got a bone to pick with you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. I'm, I'm not. I'm. I, you are. When we, when we played the, the numbers game in the cabin trip, who had the highest kill count? Bleep, bleep, oh, bleep, it was, bleep. It, it was me. I had the highest kill count by far. Okay, but okay. Having sex doesn't mean that you're not a prude. Being a prude just means you don't like being around sexual talk. What are you? Here's the other thing. If you listen to the last four episodes of this podcast. Who shares the most about their sex life and their dating life? Me. Okay, but you don't just don't like being around it. Yeah, because we're friends. We That's we fair. talk about we talk about stuff all the time, but I'm not gonna be like, come suck my. Well, I'm not. I'm, that's not what I'm. That's not what I want either. Please, thank you very much. <laughs> you know, no, but I think I think people you just have an image of prudery, prudery, prudeness. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm fine. I'm I'm sorry for I'm sorry for contributing to this image of you. It's fine. It's fine. It's not the first time I've heard it. It won't be the last. Okay. So, so when we were talking about cherry allergies, you mentioned that you got a cherry allergy, and then you were lactose intolerant shortly after that. And I feel like I'm following your footsteps. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. Oh my god. So <laughs> ever since after quarantine ends ended, I have my venti coffee in the morning with cream, and I have my cigarette. And at exactly like 20 minutes after I have my coffee, I realized that I have diarrhea. Okay. So like only did I very recently realize I have WAP. 
And what does that stand for? Watery ass poo. <laughs> Wet ass pussy. Because we know how much our listeners love us talking about poop. <laughs> well, we've this is the first. Oh, we've talked about poop quite a bit, haven't we? No, two episodes. One episode. Uh, yeah. Huh, quite a bit. Okay. More than. <laughs> More than necessary, but you know what? Well, do you want to go into? Do you want to go into detail about this um, wet ass poo that that you've been watery in? ass poo? Oh, sorry, watery. Ass. Wet ass pussy. Because it's not just like solid chunks; it comes out like liquid. Okay, I just feel like I lost all my sex appeal <laughs> through talking about that. Okay, we don't. I don't have a wap anymore, guys. It's dry. It's bone dry. Um, you're gonna have to spit on it beforehand. Just, just. Okay. Did I capture any of it? Did it sound wet enough? I'll punch it up in post. Okay. How's that? <laughs> okay. So going back to the orgies thing, I, I did have more to say about that. So one friend was talking to me about how it's almost like a rite of passage for an orgy? gay Asians. Yeah. Um, and he actually reminded me of he brought so, he brought back for me some memories that I've. I guess <laughs> suppressed. You've had uh, orgies? No, 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 no. Okay. Not actual orgies, but just very close to being those situations in the past. Like there was a Palm Springs trip in my early twenties that, you know, it was I don't know. Maybe I'm like an orgy charm, you know, my presence sort of summons <laughs> invites. Your, or, your, your, <laughs> your presence summons an orgy, but not with you, just around you. No, no. Just to make this clear. Orgies are more than four people, right? I don't know. I'm not an orgy expert. I'm just an orgy charmer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll try it one day. I like. I think it sounds interesting. I just. I just. I don't think I just want to. I don't want to do it with my friends. I don't think that's that's weird. That's a, that's a weird idea to have. I think orgies. Yeah, totally. Whatever. But like orgies with friends. No, 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 no. Not. That's not my thing. I don't think orgies are going to happen anytime soon, in this current day and age. I think an orgy is like the highest risk activity you could have. Like, even in the post-pandemic world, do you feel safe, like, <laughs> sucking five different people's dicks? Is that what happens in an orgy? I don't know. I just, that's the way I think about it. I don't know. We should. That's ask what him. I want in an orgy. I know who I can ask. I, I know there's a person I can ask about this. You know someone who's well, so been my, in- Yeah, my friend from SF, I won't say his name, but he, he, he was listening to our episode about when we talked about, um, uh, what was it? Uh, oh, the Gaijin groups. No, not that one. It was about... Um, what are those things called? Uh, ah, the parties where everyone gets like almost naked and they're like, oh, uh, um, circuit parties. <laughs> circuit parties. <laughs> he gave me shit because he was like, "You guys know nothing about circuit parties. You guys shouldn't even be talking about circuit parties." It's like, fuck you. It's our podcast. We can talk about whatever we want. We can have him as a special guest to talk about circuit parties. Um. Yeah. Sure. I'll. I'll ask him. Wait. Who is this person again? You know him. You said he has a small dick. Who is it? <laughs> Bleep it. Oh, bleep, 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 bleep. <laughs> do, we, do, we, do we want to talk about how deranged it was that you sexed someone just to show me that how easy it is to sex someone? You're so... I hate the way that old people use terms incorrectly. That wasn't sexting. Fuck you, first of all. Flexting. Flirting. No, it was flirting, flexing. Okay. It's flexting. Were you is it deranged that I did just to prove a point? I feel yeah. like every week we should have a seg, or every time we release an episode, we should have a segment where you have a Tinder DM, and then we workshop how to answer it together. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't want that. You message me anyways. Yeah, but it's just between us. I'm a very private okay, but person. This, 
it's like how do we skirt around this idea that I want to be private about my life and yet still be as genuine as authentic as I want with this podcast? I think that's a difficult thing to do if it's not something you're used to doing. Because I'm very, I'm able to groom my image to a specific online medium, because I've grown up with that. But I think it's interesting because I was online a lot more than you were, so I've learned how to like build an image for myself mm-hmm. that appears as genuine as possible and open without, while keeping certain things reserved. Whereas it's a lot harder for you because you're you haven't grown up doing that. Yeah. So it's harder for you to nitpick what you want to hide and what to share because that's not something you've done throughout the years regularly. I think you can still be a very private person while (laughs) showing people who you are. It's just a lot harder to do it when you have a lot of things that you want to be particular about. Yeah, it's just too much work. I'm not, I'm not as, I don't know. Even when I was in grad school, I've always hated this concept of like, branding because i went to usc and they talk they try to drill that shit into your head like branding branding brand yourself i've always really hated that concept because it's like i'm not a celebrity i'm not this i'm not that like why do i need to make myself seem a certain way when all i want to do is be myself it's like i hate i hate i just hate that i mean that's why all my friends and classmates from USC are now working at big shot entertainment companies. And I'm not, <laughs> but like, I don't know. I just, uh, I wish we could just not have this. But I think it's better to build a brand for yourself and be a control in control of that narrative rather than having that brand be outside of your control. Hence the reputation. Or just episode not too, have right? a brand. But you can't not have a brand. We live in 2020. Like why everyone has an image associated with them. Well, what if that brand just comes naturally? So for instance, even though I don't try to create a brand for myself, when we did this podcast, and I still have friends who reach out to me to tell me this, they're like, oh, this is so not on brand for you because they're so used to the private and you know, closed off. And you know, that, that's the kind of lead that they know. They don't know the lead to be so open and to be talking about his relationship troubles or sex, <laughs> sex life or whatever. Even though I told you that I don't want to share a lot about my sex life, I've still shared more about my sex life on this podcast than I'm way comfortable with. Hmm. It's just, I don't know. I'm going to do things the way I want to do things. And if the, if the brand that comes from it, then so be it. If there's not a brand, then that's a brand by on its own. So whatever. Your brand can be you using ha 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 in lowercase and not uppercase. <laughs> I hate that about you. Wait, we fully, I thought, I thought we settled this debate that you are in the wrong for this one. Okay, okay. To give you guys a little context, a little background. I use lowercase ha 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 when I text. Sometimes I'll use that. Sometimes I use capital case. Sometimes I'll say LOL. Sometimes I'll, use, I'll say LMAO. Like there's not just one that I use and they don't all mean different things. Sometimes I just feel like using different ones. Nuri. They all mean different things. To by you. The way. To anyone who's like, anyone who's literate in online, like te- anyone who's literate with texting or technology. I don't think so. If I you mean, send obviously me a- I think ha ha ha, like in all caps means like you're really laughing. Like it's really funny. But the other ones, I think they're all interchangeable. Mm, it's a no for me. Okay. Ending a, ending a text message in LOL signifies that you're, make, you're letting it know be a joke. But if you end something with capital LOL, it's like, 
oh, that's really funny. <laughs> There's a difference. I don't. I don't. Well, I don't. Well, I don't agree. But also, you are the texting master between the two of us. So this one, you win. But what I will say though is that you said the lowercase ha 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 means sarcasm. It and reads as being sarcastic. No, if I, send, if I send you a funny clip and all I see is ha 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 ha. In my mind, that's like, oh, he doesn't think it's funny. No, I think it's but hilarious. Also, I think there's a major difference between the two of us that is unspoken. Why would I give you a sarcastic laugh when when you send me shit all the time and I don't think they're funny and I tell you this is nothing for me? <laughs> I tell because you because sometimes up. you range between how sarcastic you want to be. No. Okay. So, like I said, I think there's a very clear unspoken difference between the way you text and the way I text and the way we reply to people. Obviously. You text people like a top. Top are horrible at replying to people. <laughs> I, I, don't even, I don't even know where to go with that one. I have no comeback. That's that. how it works. A, a bottom wouldn't just say, ha, ha, ha. We would keyboard smash. We'd be like, J-A-K-L-D-D-M-H-P-P-J-J-P-K-L. <laughs> And that's our idea of being, that's so funny. I can't even type ha ha ha. I'm <laughs> smashing my keyboard right now. <laughs> Wet ass pussy. You know what, what, what else WAP stands for? What? White ass privilege. <laughs> okay. So I know we're lucky because we kind of have a life outside of the pandemic and like we can kind of go out. But I know that a lot of other people in the world are, are still quarantined at home, right? And we're trending that way too here in Vancouver. Yeah, things are getting worse. Mm-hmm. And I'm more than certain people are tired of us talking about the pandemic every single episode. But as of recently, I've noticed that because we don't, BC doesn't have a mandatory mask policy, but at work, we've implemented something where like we are, people who come to the store have to wear a mask. And if they don't, I have the right to deny them and send them out and all that stuff. But I've noticed that the majority of people who aren't wearing masks are usually, Wait. no. They're actually just guys. Like I've noticed that, I've noticed that a lot. I've recently noticed a lot of interracial couples, where it's white guy, Asian girl, and the Asian girl will be wearing a mask, but the white guy won't wear a mask. Or like even if it's a a, a regular heterosexual Asian couple, like the Asian guy will almost never want to put on a mask. I don't know if it's like a matter of like masculine. Like I don't know why it's such a big deal to them to not put a mask on. I, I, I mean, I, I think it has to do with our, our topic today. Don't you? Yeah, I, I fully think it's a masculinity thing. It's like they don't want to have to listen to other people. Or like it, for some reason, demask- emasculates them for wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it doesn't help that you have a faggoty guy like me walking up to you and be like, hi, can you wear a mask, please? <laughs> but that segues us into this episode. It sure does. What a, uh, we, we thought it'd be funny to call it mask for mask because we're talking about masculinity and masks. <laughs> what does masculinity mean to you, Nuri? I think as a queer Asian person who identifies as mostly a bottom, like it took a long time for me to get a hold, like get used to the fact that people are going to look at me and automatically assume a lot of things about who I am and how I'm, how I'm going to behave because I'm two things that are automatically assumed to be not masculine. You're, you're gay and you're Asian. Yeah, like those are two things you're that are associated a woman. With. I'm a girl. 
the longer I like sit in who I am and my identity as like a queer Chinese person, like I realize that I don't need to like follow what other people define as masculine. How do you think masculinity is defined? Like I think the traditional idea of what masculinity is like a deep voice, tall, muscular, and probably like straight, like very heteronormative behavior, right? So I think you know, in just speaking purely on like gender norms, I think maybe you're missing a few things. So I think also like being things like being able to control your emotions, dominance over others, like a pursuit of success and power, and then risk taking. Yeah, think, nothing's riskier than not wearing a mask. Right, and I think these are things that sort of form this mass, this idea of masculinity, at least from a Western perspective. And then when I think about that being applied to me, I, I, I definitely do see, I mean, I think we're all on a spectrum, right? Like yeah. some of these, even you, Nuri, like some of these apply to you. Like you are very dominant sometimes and, you know, you, I don't know. Are you, are you, are you risk? Do you, do you take risks or are you more risk? No, I'm, I don't even want to go on a hike because I don't want to risk nature. I thought that's because you had scoliosis. Scoliosis is... <laughs> Why do you always change your reasons for why you don't want to hike? Because I have multiple reasons for not liking hiking, okay? I okay. can't walk on the uneven you know, ground I, for wait. a long duration of time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And the two times, the one time that we went on the hike during the trip, someone got stung on the foot by a wasp. Was it you? No, it wasn't. Okay, so why does it... Because I don't want that happening to me. Our friend Sandy almost fell off a hill because she was hiking. Oh, no. Not a hill. God oh. forbid. Oh, God forbid. What? Whatever. That's a tumble, you know? Oh, no. She could have died. She could have fell down a hill. She could have fallen down a hill. No, I just don't like... I'm very non... I, like, no, I'm not into that. I think that as Asian people, like, society itself looks at us already as a more, like, feminine person in general. So, like, when you mention the way I dress, uh-huh. that's something that I'm very conscious of when I leave my house. I know you care very much about the way you dress. But not only in the way that like I want to look good for people. It's more so depending on where I'm going. Like me wearing a slightly baggier, flowier shirt. I don't know if people are going to look at me and think faggot or just chink. Like that truly makes me wonder sometimes. Like I don't know what thing people are going to think first. Whether I'm a giant homosexual or if I'm a fucking Chinese person. Why not both? (laughs) <laughs> a chinky twinky uh where did you learn how to be masculine Uri? <laughs> you'd think for someone who wrote all these questions down i would have thought of answers for them too <laughs> <laughs> I think growing up in Western society, we learn what masculinity is through media <laughs> and traditional, like, F, like my Chinese background. Like Chinese people have a very strong idea of what a man should be. Like that, already. Yeah, like the repressed Chinese father who doesn't speak on his emotions, and instead of like talking, vocalizing how he feels, he drinks and smokes and like does other things to be vulnerable emotionally, right? Mm-hmm. And that's also something that's reflected in mainstream media too. Like guys shouldn't be crying and all that stuff. Yeah. At least that was what media represented when I was growing up. Because like I was talking to a coworker about how her dad 
doesn't let her like she's 22 years old and she still has a she's 23 and still has a curfew and like her dad won't let her date won't let her bring a guy over he's grown up in western society and he's a lawyer but like because he no he lived in canada for a long time but he grew up in china right but he's fluent in english and subscribes to western ideas but when he when it comes down to like changing his opinion on what his stance on like homosexuality is like or like what traditional gender norms are he's not willing to budge on that yeah that's that's unfortunate <laughs> nuri i'm really sorry but i'm having a hard time with with this discussion because i i haven't had like i haven't had a father figure in my life since i was seven mm-hmm. i mean similarly to you like you haven't really had that either mm-hmm. and so like everything i've had to learn about masculinity is from women <laughs> really but, like not even just masculinity but just being a person it's from i've had my mom even though she was very hands-off and then most of my friends in college i didn't really have many friends in high school but in college it was like mostly girls and i don't know masculinity is not something that i've really thought about like but I, I think that you're naturally present like more presented as a masculine person like i think of you as someone who's relatively masculine naturally Whereas, like, I feel like when I want to be masculine, I have to try a lot harder to put up that front. I think how you see yourself and, like, how, how like, your views on masculinity is strongly dictated by whether you place importance or idealize the concept of masculinity, right? Mm-hmm. This is where what this is one area where being gay or queer can really help you eschew that obsession of being masculine because I don't really have, like, I don't have to be a man to get the girl to like raise a family like that's not an expectation of me so that's why it's not something that i've really had to think a lot about or really place a lot of importance on just- but i think there's a difference again this weird difference of you being someone who like identifies more as a top i know this is a weird comparison but like i will, am not generally someone who does that and i think a lot about masculinity because being gay I think there's a lot of internalized homophobia and, and a lot of like misogyny in the queer community because as a gay Asian bottom, in order to attract other people, like I have to put on an idea that I'm not super feminine. I think that we come from very different viewpoints on this now because I'm like, like I said, bottom top. Like I have to think about the way that other people perceive me so that they don't think that I'm a, like a big flaming bottom homo. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's anything wrong with being effeminate. Say that, well, say that one more time for the audience. I know. <laughs> but like, I constantly have to think about the way I'm shown to people or like the way I meet strangers. So why does your like femininity or masculinity have to play into how you act towards everyone that you meet? So like not everyone that I meet. I think when I meet new people, I immediately put up a more quiet front and i'm not as open to people so i put on a more masculine front in front of others once i get really comfortable with people i am more myself i think a lot of people are like that i know people i mean i'm like that too i mean maybe not to the degree that you are but i think a lot of people are just more closed off to me i mean like meeting new people and you don't i mean why does everyone deserve to know the 100% real you in their first meeting in the first place. It's like <laughs> you have that guard up because of whatever you've been through or whoever has 
you know, broken your trust in the past or whatever, right? Like that's just a shell that we put up to protect ourselves. I, I don't think that's unique. So mm. I don't think you should feel bad about doing that. Yeah, I will also say that growing up in high school, I had a really bad lisp. You did? Yeah, I had a really bad lisp. You had a lisp and you were mean? <laughs> I had a miss. I, well, <laughs> I, had a miss. I had a lisp, I was mean, and I was gay. Oh, wow. You must And I think really also popular. the lisp thing really bothered me. Like, in retrospect, like, I really hated my lisp because I really felt like that made me look really gay. It probably did. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I don't know, there's nothing wrong. Like, oh my God, how many times do I say it? Like, maybe I was a self-hating gay. <laughs> I think we all, we're all self-hating gays at one point. Like, who has not wished they were straight? You've, you've gone through that phase, right? Especially yeah. if I'm gay and Asian. Like, oh, things would be so much easier if I were straight and I could just marry a girl or blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. I mean, I, that, Did you ever shake that? Or do you still feel that way? Oh, no, I don't feel that way anymore. I mean, the thought comes back every once in a while because I think at, at my age, all of my friends right now are it's like baby number two, buying their second home, and you know they're really established. And not to play down my own, you know, accomplishments. accomplishments. Or I am a homeowner. I do have two. You're a homeowner. I'm homeowner. a homeowner. 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 <laughs> homeowner. <laughs> you know, I just I still don't feel. Oh, and I'm about to get my own assistant. Like. Hell yeah. I, what, a, what a difference a year makes, right? No. <laughs> no, I think I still, I just, it's inevitable that we compare ourselves to our, to our peers. Sometimes I do think, you know, how much easier it would have been. But then, then the thought comes back. It's like being gay, being queer has, that is a huge part of who I am. No matter how masked you think I am, I, I think of myself as just me. So like, I think being queer is a big part of my personality and, you know, I, I, I worship Christina Aguilera. You know, if I get drunk you're, enough, you're speaking will, from top privilege. I, I will. <laughs> these things, like, they're just... It's a delicate balance between what we walk, what we experience of masculinity and homosexuality with our ethnicity. Yeah, that. Whatever you said. Very that. <laughs> Monique Cart, Very that. I was going to say Monique Cart. <laughs> <laughs> you just pick your nose and then put it in your mouth. No, I have a pimple on the side of my nose and it looked like I was licking it, but I wasn't. You're not so it. disgusting. Okay, we were at Wendy's today and we got drive through and I'm driving and Nuri feeds me a fry and I eat half of it. <laughs> I fucking scream. I'm like, Nuri, you just fed me a fry. Do you know what you do with your hand? He's doing it right now. So whenever <laughs> his hands are always fumbling between his toes and if it's not between his toes, it's down his pants, down his ass crack. And he fucking fed me a fry with those hands. Nuri, yeah. Don't would you, you like to apologize to on behalf of your hand to me? No. So we took a little bit of a break because... <laughs> this episode is a train wreck. No, that's not what we took. A, we took a break because... Well, Nuri, do you want to tell us why we took a break? <coughs> why did we take a break? We got we got a message in the middle of a recording. <laughs> You're catching this live. I mean, <laughs> as live as it can be. Um, yeah, <clears throat> midway through recording, video. yeah, midway through recording our episode, the um, story where we told about <coughs> <coughs> receiving our first dick pic, um, 
they offered <gasps> they offered to send a video and they asked us if they, we were ready for more and at this exact moment i just received a video <laughs> and um you're gonna be getting a live reaction of me <laughs> describe the peen, video. huh describe the peen so um i don't know how long the video is gonna be <laughs> i this is a live reaction this is a reaction <laughs> video oh my god okay <laughs> should i turn the vo- i'm gonna turn the volume up are you ready for this oh it's it's <laughs> Oh, it's the full penis. It's circumcised. It, uh-huh. um, he's Filipino. I really like his bed sheets. Okay. He has really nice bed sheets. And he's watching something in the background. Probably Netflix. Oh, it's not but porn? It's, no, actually, I don't know. You only see a little bit of it. But it's a, let's say, six-second loop of him stroking his dick a little bit. Mm. Um, it's like an okay-sized penis. It looks a little bit thick. And it's not... It's not censored this time. Just, just random? Yeah. So we want to thank you again for sending in dick pics and dick videos. Wait, how are you going to say it's an okay size and it's an okay video and then say we want to thank you? <laughs> Come on. Well, you, have you, have to be be, you, you have to be a bit more complimentary. You have, to be, you have to be appreciative of everything you get, okay? Of not course. Everyone is, not everyone is well endowed. I'm not that he's not not well endowed. <laughs> You just, ha- you don't look a gift horse in the mouth, you know? <laughs> when someone sends you a dick pic, you look at it, you say, thank you. Aw, that's so cute. <laughs> and you move on. Is that, is, that yeah. what, is that your reaction when you get dick pics? Yeah. Aw, thank you. You get Aww. a lot of those though, Nuri. You, get, you do get a lot of dick pics. And All I think you send, do you, do you send equally? No. Nope. Oh, sure. Also, my iPhone is not charging properly. Wait. But I do think this is a good uh, segue into a discussion point about dick size and masculinity, especially in the gay Asian community. Do you believe that you fall into the stereotype? <laughs> I'm okay. going to have a no comment on that. Um, I've heard from a source that someone who I do a podcast with has a wet ass pussy. Is that the end of the, is that the end of the sentence? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure everyone is curious. How have you never been curious what other people's penises look like? No, I have like girlfriends who listen to this. I don't want them to know about this kind of stuff. I've had a girlfriend literally, not girlfriend, but like I've had a girlfriend literally put her hand down my pants. Yes, and I've met your girlfriends and they're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Girlfriends are crazy. They're all crazy in the best way. I really, I love your girlfriends. They're all so crazy, but they're all so much fun. They listen to this podcast too. They're going to call you crazy. That's fine. It's it's not a problematic term. Am I not supposed to say that? Wild. It's wild. It's wild. Okay. You. The new term is wild. Sorry. They're not crazy. <laughs> They're wild. We both listened to that episode of Nicole Byer. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I surround myself with like crazy people. I do. So no, I, have a, I, I have a bone to pick with you. Okay. You frequently That's vocalize. A thing to say. I, you know what? It, it, this is it, it. Actually, is relevant to this discussion because I frequently hear you vocalize just how much you love big dicks. See, okay, as, there's a difference between aesthetically looking at something and actually having something. Okay, if you want to expand on that, like I can appreciate a big penis, 
but do I want to be near it or have it in me? Most likely not. But like looking at it, like were you there that night when we watched the video of the black man with a penis the size of a fire extinguisher? <laughs> what was that video? What was that? What was that called? It was like blacked. Blacked. I can tell you the point title right now. <laughs> I think it's just called blacked, and it says tiny petite blonde girl gets wrecked <laughs> by big black penis. That was like a baby's neck. What are you trying to say about black people, Nuri? Nothing. I'm not trying to. <laughs> So for those of you who don't know, there's this YouTube series called Baited by this Z-way. comedian, Z-Way. Hilarious. You guys should definitely go check it out. But yeah, we've been saying Baited to each other all day. <laughs> we'll lure the pers- other person to sing something problematic and then <laughs> Baited. <laughs> oh, I feel like we should have said Baited earlier during this conversation. Oh, we could have said that too. so many times. We've said so many problem thing- problematic things. This can be one of the voice sound effects that you put in. <laughs> Baited. Baited. <laughs> what were you saying about penis size? Yeah, so I think we all have our preferences, obviously. But I think the issue is when we vocalize them out loud, I think that sort of normalizes or it helps to normalize the idea that like big dicks are more prized in society among straights and gays. Like it's it's in the lyrics, it's in the music videos, it's everywhere. I will say that there's a new movement coming up, coming around where the people talk about how it's not about how big the dick is, so how girthy the dick is. People would rather a small, a slightly smaller, girthier penis than a super long penis. It's, it's a movement. Dick. Yeah, it's yeah. a literal movement. It's the it's wave a of literal the ocean. movement. There's gonna be marches for it. <laughs> Does a girthy penis feel better in your ass? Yes. Oh, you wouldn't know that. I've bottomed. Oh, I'm surprised you're revealing that. Um, girthier <laughs> is generally bigger. I think uh-huh. anything up until like a six and a half to seven, I think that's like the sweet spot. You don't need, I don't know, okay, not even. Like I think an average penis that's thicker is better than a super long skinny pencil dick. <laughs> it's like poking. Yeah, right? it's like someone's trying to like sharpen their pencil in your asshole. <laughs> it's, it's like the no fats, no femmes, no Asian things. I think those are preferences that we all have. Right, no, with, like big dicks. Yeah, sure. Um, I think those preferences are, you know, deeply rooted and homophobic. If you want to undertake the mental work to dispel that or challenge that about yourself or change that about yourself, you know, more power to you. But I, I seriously, I don't expect that from people. But what I do expect is decency. So like, leaving that shit in your profile, where you know, on Tinder or on Grinder. You know, where some like 18 year old femme, fat, and Asian person is going to see it and they're going to feel like shit about themselves. Why are you laughing? This is a. Se- okay, I'm done. You know what? I'm Just done. the way that you were like an 18 year old, fat, femme, Asian. You know what? I'm also not going to pretend like I'm perfect in this realm. Like, I've laughed and shared my fair share of dick jokes, you know, but I think. The point is, is that I, I think I do it less now than I did in my early 20s. And I think that's, that's the whole point of this is that like, you know, one of the symptoms of being alive in 2020 is that anything you say is potentially problematic, you know, to some, inter- to some intersection of society. Fuck you. I think 2020 is a year that we really re- realize our own biases. Oh, it took you until 2020 to realize your own biases? 
baited. That Z-Way interview. <laughs> I, I just got well, racism well, in 2000. The first 25 years of your life where you realize. <laughs> Do you think that masculinity is different for Asian people than it is for white people? I honestly don't know en- enough about the subject to be able to say you know, for sure. But I think for gay Asian people, we do have, like what you said earlier, we do have that added layer of society, of us thinking society don't see us as being as masculine as we are. So we may think of ourselves as being masculine, but if we have this idea that society doesn't think we are, sometimes we might try to overcompensate. And, you know, on this topic, and this has, I don't think this has to do with like gay Asians, but like, you know, when I used to go home during summers, um, when I was still in college, and home as in Wuhan, <laughs> home as in LA, home as in LA. So like during during college, when I go ho- go home and hang out with friends, and they you know they went to like UCLA or USC or a similar university in Southern California, they would tell me about these Asian frats and how Asian frats like frats fraternities, frats. Asian frat fraternities and how these Asian fraternities are known to be like 10 times more hardcore than, than the white frats with their hazing. You know what hazing is? Yeah. I like watching haze porn. <laughs> I'm not even joking. It's just like they would make you do like crazy extreme shit. And I don't even have an example off the top of my head, but that's, I think that's just one symptom of how society has affected how Asian men in the Western society, you know, performs or sees their own masculinity and what they do to overcompensate for the fact that they may not be seen as masculine as say like a white person or a black person. Yeah. I think I talked about this in a previous episode where the standard for us to be seen as masculine is so much higher than it is for white people to be seen as masculine. Like even though there's more representation now of Asian people in mainstream media, like the the depiction of like, like the boys of BTS. The oh very my, masculine. I, I, I hate the boys of BTS. Are they going to come for me? Is the army going to come for me? Um, fuck the boys of BTS. Wunho. Wanho? Wunho? Wunho. He's so hot. But anyways, the, <laughs> the Asian men who are, per, who are depicted in mainstream media nowadays are like the top echelon of like attractive, muscular Asian people. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, like all the shows that you watch, anytime there's an Asian lead, like they're usually like super attractive and they're ripped. Like, I, I like John Cho in Harold and Kumar. <laughs> I think that if you're funny, you don't have to be ripped. And I also don't think people perceive John Cho as being as masked. Whoa, that's problematic. I'm going to rail that back in. <clears throat> where are you going with? No, I, I know where you're going with this. Yeah. Like, we have to work so much harder just because representation isn't all the way there for us yet. And we have to do so much more just for anyone to take us seriously as a, Again, as a male. Again, I think it has, yeah. it's, 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 it's if you think it matters. But I think it does matter. I think it's something that you haven't thought about in the way that it hasn't true affected you as much as I feel like it's affected me. But I, I think, think it, it matters affects- if you let it matter to you. If it, no, 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 no. It's no. like the oh, sun's bad. Oh my god! Depression only hurts if you feel sad. Do not equate this to depression. Do not do that. Don't do that. That's not what I'm trying to say. All I'm saying is, if you think being more masculine is going to be more beneficial to you, then more power to you. You're just got and 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 if you don't think of yourself as someone who's masculine, and that's something you want to create for yourself, 
then yeah, it's it's more work for you, but you'll probably enjoy the fruit fruits of your labor because society does have a view of masculinity and but we we also live in a society where we can be as free as what we want. Like you don't have to be masculine. I think you don't have to I, be truly. You don't have to be. Yeah, like you, you don't have to be masculine. Nuri, I think you are fine. You're perfect the way you are. I don't know why you need. You feel the need to perform masculinity to these. I don't know. To, to Thank you, strangers. Like I, I don't think you need to do all that. As Chell would say, performative. <laughs> This is a segment we like to call Nuri Facts. Oh my god, okay. Okay, where I ask Nuri about a question that he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a, it's, I'm very famously wrong, but also famously believe I'm always right. Yeah, because you make shit up all the time. So, so during the 1800s... <gasps> okay. <laughs> um, during the first boom, first wave of immigration boom, uh, mm-hmm. Where there were a lot of Chinese people who came over to 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 America, mm-hmm. to the United States, how were they effectively emasculated by laws? By laws? Mm-hmm. How were they legally emasculated? Obviously, it was because they weren't allowed to work certain jobs because Asian men weren't seen seen as um, they couldn't be seen as the head of the household, so they couldn't hold proper jobs that would give them a fair wage. So we were emasculated by doing things like working in the kitchen and cleaning and doing handy work that wasn't seen as masculine. You you were half right with that one. <laughs> you you very impressive, Nuri. So there were, there were there were two ways that Chinese men were emasculated by the uh-huh. So one is you're right. They were not allowed to work most jobs. The jobs that they could have were those that were tip, like roles typically considered feminine, like being a seamstress or being a laundress, like, you know, doing people's laundry. A laundress? Laundress. What's a laundress? People who wash people's clothes. I thought it was someone who mow lawns. Um, so that's one. So you're right about that. Uh-huh. The second part is that they weren't allowed to bring their wives over or to marry outside their race. So effectively, they were denied the ability to be husbands. Oh. Yeah. Historically, Asian men were emasculated by law. And I was half right. (laughs) Yeah. That's the important part is that Nuri was half right. (laughs) I pulled that purely out of my ass. You could, hear me trying, you could hear me literally trying to figure out what the next word of the sentence was going to be as I was saying it. <laughs> so, do you think it's important to be straight passing? Do you think it's important to be straight passing? Answer. I think I can see where it could be. I could see in like a corporate world or like in other social work backgrounds where it's important for you to see play off a more masculine role uh-huh. to be taken more seriously because of like it's not because of how you feel it's sort of the way society labels us or like perceives us right yep. like I'm lucky that I was in a, I'm in a work environment where both my the people above me are both queer so like I don't feel like I need to particularly play up any like straight passing role like 
people, they, they'll still take me seriously regardless, right? But I see why in a corporate world, like if you were working a job and like, it just, I see why someone would want to be a little bit more straight passing in that context. I think it also depends on the industry that you work in. Yeah. So maybe in the media and the advertising industries, it's, I mean, I, I've worked, I've, I've, I've done the agency. I've done the agency life. I worked in an agency for a year and, um, you know, there were people higher up that were very effeminate because oh. of advertising and it's, um. you know, you can get away with being more creative. And then I also have, you know, comparatively more feminine gay friends who are, you know, in middle management at like Google or Facebook and they do just fine. And I, you know, I don't, maybe they feel, maybe individually, some of them do feel the need to be more mask presenting, but I think mm-hmm. times are changing and maybe it's not as important. Mm-hmm. As say like ten years ago, do you think it's important to be straight passing when you date, or like not straight passing, but like put on the more masculine role? Absolutely not. Huh. <laughs> I think dating is what. Okay, not that I'm an expert at dating, but I think dating is one of those things where you just you have to be who you are. No, I don't think it's important to be straight passing. In some scenarios, at least not for <laughs> me. Oh, that's not true. It is. Oh no. <laughs> people are gonna listen to this and be like what the fuck fuck is happening what is happening unsubscribe (laughs) we're gonna lose followers we're gonna lose subscribers yeah no thank you guys for supporting us really it's a lot of work but we have fun doing it and we hope that you're having fun listening to us jibber jabber about (laughs) masculinity jibber jabber wait because people think that because you're more quote unquote straight passing than I am. Do you have to come out to people a lot? <laughs> I do. So do I. You know what? I'm not going to invalidate your experience. If that's the experience that you have. <laughs> you're not baited. <laughs> I'm not going to cast doubt on what you're telling. I choose to believe you because you're my friend. And it, just so coincidentally, is that every, just so coincidentally, all the people I work with are deaf and blind. Oh, we do. We did, did get this question though. From this is a submission from our Ask FM. Oh my if guys, god! If you guys want to uh, ask us a question, it's link in bio on our Instagram. But um, do mask gays get passed up in the scene? Oh, is that one of the questions we got? Just the first part. I added the second parts. Oh, I got another part. Oh, is this the same question we're reading? It's the red one, let's right? Let's discuss when being too mask is a problem. Wait, what? Oh my god, we got actual questions from our Ask FM. Yeah. Okay, what was the question you said? Do mask gays get passed up in the scene? Like, is that is being too mask a problem? I don't think so. I think in the gay world, the more masculine you are, the more what's that word? Desirable you are. Well, you think that, but I. Have well, I mean, everyone has everyone's like daddy, daddy, this, daddy, that. No one has a femme daddy. Okay, but what about that? Remember that really tall Korean guy that I met at Junction? Yeah. He thought I was too aggressive and too masculine. Like, he was like, he said, you fuck like you've been a top for too long. He said that? Yeah. What does that mean? He probably only said that because he's a top and he wanted you to bottom. Do I you don't think, I think to- he just had a rare experience. I don't think, I think people, I think the more masculine you are, the more desirable you are. As problematic as that is. 
I don't want this narrative out there. But we constantly say that there's nothing wrong with being feminine. We truly like. But how can you say? But I know you say that, but then to legitimize this idea that being masculine is the most ideal. It's the way. It's the same way you legitimize the fact that like you should be dating people and you should be shallow. Is what? that not the same thing happening here? What's when you happening? said, oh yeah, you should definitely work out just so you can extend your dating pool. Like, what's the difference between you saying, let's work out, you should work out more so you have better chances of dating, with dating, and me saying you should be a little bit more masculine to have better chances of dating? Because being masculine is changing who you are and working out is, is self-improvement. Changing who you are, physically. But, but physically, physical self-improvement and, and masculinity are two different things. But in the same vein, like it's the same concept of like, it, it is, like I, I get what different. you mean. Like, I don't think there's a clear cut definition of what people can be attracted to. I truly, you make fun of me all the time, but I'm attracted to like Asian guys on every part of the spectrum. Literally, I will check anyone out because I think they deserve the validation of someone checking them out. Yeah. Your head does like a full 360 every time. 180 Asian or 360. Guy. A fucking 260 240 okay <laughs> 240 it turns it's actually kind of triggering because why so i don't have a lot of memories of my father other than him beating yeah. me uh-huh but what i do have memory of is that whenever the two of us would hang out he would check out every single woman walking by and his head would turn uh. exact same way that your head turns when an asian guy walks by it's very triggering i wish you told me this sooner so i could Tone it down a little bit. It's you though. Like I don't. No, but I mean, like trigger. I'll do trigger, trigger but like it's, it triggers that it triggers memories of my father. But it's it's it doesn't really. It's not traumatic. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. I'll, I'll work on that. But I. But no. Getting, don't. It's just, like sorry, triggering maybe is not the right word. It's just funny that it reminds me of my father all the time. I think it's important. I think I do check people out <laughs> of every. Like I said, like. My God, I'll check anyone out because I think all people should like. If you're even, people make fun of me for checking out very average-looking people. Do they? Yeah, you do. I'll look at someone and be like, "No, ew." Yeah, I say it like that. No, ew, Nuri. No. Yeah. Oh my no. God. God. No. Don't, don't look at. No. No. no I'm not here. Oh my God. No. Oh my God. <laughs> I hate this podcast. <laughs> hate this should we end it are we have we gone yeah we're we're we're, we're done although i will say that thank you everyone for asking us questions on the ask.fm even though we've never truly promoted it and i do think most of it are bots yeah one of them was really shady though it was like do you guys ask your own questions (laughs) (laughs) so lee when we when i opened when i made the ask.fm um (laughs) The very first thing Lee messaged me was, we didn't post this, right? Are you asking us questions? And then the next day, someone asked us if we ask our own questions. <laughs> um, someone did ask, if you had to wear a mask for the rest of your life, what one would you pick? What? what, what if you had to wear one mask for the rest of your life, which one would you pick? Uh, it's a very unclear question, but I'm going to ask it. Yeah, okay, what's your answer? You know that video I posted with the mask and the giant dildo attached to it? That one. <laughs> For some reason, I was just thinking that's what you would say. <laughs>
that one. This is what you guys are missing if you guys aren't following us on Instagram because that was a great video. It got us a lot of engagement, actually. Yeah. Um, one last question from the Ask FM. If you were famous, what would you be famous for? Flannel shirts. Flannel shirts or being a prude. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. You're putting this narrative, narrative out there for yourself. <laughs> what about you? I'd be famous for... I'd be famous for that one Tumblr thing that I did many years ago for my grad quote. There was a viral Japanese song called Pon 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 by Kari Pamu Pamu. And it was a ridiculous song. Everyone talked about it. So I made the, the lyrics of that song my grad quote. I'll post that on the pod, actually. Yeah? Yeah. That way you guys can laugh at how embarrassing I was in grade 12. Formative. <laughs> Baited. <laughs> Thanks for listening, I guess. <laughs> Um, so we do our sign off, right? What's our sign off? We have to sing a Christina Aguilera song. When did we ever do that? <laughs> when has you, this ever been our sign off? Do, do the chorus to Genie in the Bottle right now. Go. Um, I'm a genie in a bottle. If you're oh, wrong. Wow. I'm surprised. Right I thought you way. would troll me and sing a Gaga song. But... Oh, no, actually, I, that's the only part of the lyrics I know. No, that's very good. Very good. Okay, your turn. Okay. Sing a Gaga song. <laughs> Born this way. <laughs> you can't even say rain on me. Rain on me. Goodbye. <laughs> um, you can follow us on Instagram at why won't you love yourself. Um, our Instagram. Oh. You can find us on Instagram at why won't you love yourself. We would really appreciate it if you left Apple reviews, five stars or four stars. Honestly, leave a review. Five. But, mm, if you feel like we deserve we a perfect five. five rating right now, we do have a perfect five rating right now. I actually left ourselves a Google an Apple review the other day. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, because I'm like. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yes, I did. If you look at our Apple reviews, I left myself a rating. Thank you for for your review. <laughs> You're welcome, Leah. Have you done it yet? Because I feel like you should too. Okay, fine. I'll do it. Okay. Uh, you can leave and rate us on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Um, our Twitter doesn't work. Don't even bother. And what else is there? No, I think that's... Oh, you can email us too. But oh, yeah. You can email to... us at whywon'tyoulovyourself at gmail.com or you can call yeah. us at 1-800-LOVE-YOURSELF. <laughs> Imagine if we had that number. That'd be great. That'd be phenomenal. Yeah, Do you want to know how much money it costs to have a hotline like that? No, but I can get us like a Google number for free. And then people can actually call and leave voicemails. And I would love them. that. Okay, also one last thing. We have an Ask FM now. Um, it's available in our link tree. Go to, go to our Instagram, why won't you love yourself? And send us a message. And dick pics. I'm always down for dick pics. Okay, thanks guys. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye.